Welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Haptics Club podcast. I'm Ashley Huffman, Strategic Partnerships at Titan Haptics, and I'm joined by our trusty Haptics crew. We've got Manny from Unity, Eric from Razor, and Brian from Sense Glove. The Haptics Club is a team of people that have a passion for haptics. Our goal is to raise awareness of all the amazing things, tech, people happening in the space and foster interesting discussions around the subject matter. We are happy to be here for yet another amazing season of Haptics Club. And of course, we really want to give a shout out to um, our, our sponsor, um, Haptics uh, Industry Forum has proudly sponsored us um, and we're grateful for them to um, keep a, you know, a coffee in our hands um, and the lights on and this club going because um, it's a passion that we love so much. Check them out at hapticsif.org. And um, they're helping bring the industry together with standards um, and cooperation and communication and discussions also. But this is a fun episode. Let's dive right in. We are doing a live um, broadcast of CES 2023. There's so much cool stuff happening, guys. Like, it's crazy. Um, we've seen haptics in a lot of different things. Um, where, do, where do we want to start? Where do we want to dive right in? Yeah, Ashley, thanks a lot for the intro. Uh, yeah, CES is always the, the funniest part of the year for haptics. You get to popping up a lot of concepts and then they disappear within, within the next year. <laughs> That's only the good stuff about CS. You cannot go wrong, CS. I mean, it's fun. It's like, you know, it's like a future prediction. You're supposed to be wrong. And uh, yeah, I mean, we got some news are lined up. The idea is to go through them, discuss them, have a, have a couple of uh, um, chat around the, the, the opportunities that, that the trends that they indicate. But Let's let's go dive in. I mean, it seems that uh, haptic clothes are the things here. I mean, it's uh, uh, there's a lot of the, there's a few of them here. We'll discuss about them, but it seems that everyone is getting crazy for uh, the M words. <laughs> you don't know if you, can, <laughs> if you actually can say it. Uh, no, it's a lot of force here. I mean, these are the Dexmo. Uh, from uh, the Dexmo robotic gloves. I think I tested them 2017 back then or some 18 somewhere in I was in I was at what I was I was at a BAE military complex in UK to tell they had one of them. I thought they actually they didn't exist anymore, but they're back on track and it's, it's nice. It's, it's a false feedback glove. It's a really well built, it seems to me. It's from China. I think the founder joined Meta uh, a few years back, but it's it's good to hear that they are they are still alive. Uh, did you have a time to test them, Ashley, these, these gloves? No, this is like the one glove I haven't had a chance to test, but it looks very curious because I feel like it's um, it kind of solves something that some of the other gloves just don't focus on. It does look like it's very specific to this force feedback of like what gripping items and being able to feel uh, like tension. Was that kind of like the, the use no, case that, that they went through? They, this one here, it's a, this particular one is that it's active force feedback. So it mm -hmm. actually pushes back. The haptex and the, the sensor glove, the other one, they don't. This one actually pushes back. And if you hold, a, they have a nice demo, it is a beating heart. If you hold the beating heart, the nice things about that, that it actually beats back. You actually feel your, your, all your fingers to push out. The other gloves, they use mostly vibrotactile with uh, um, an illusion, which is a beating heart. It moves your fake fingers. Actually, major of your finger move, they actually get it, get it moved physically so that's that's pretty compelling remember that the things that they were that they had over problem that they are quite uh, they break down quite easily actually that's that's and the price point is a bit high but i mean this is a clearly an industrial 
Belove. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad to see that they're back on track. And that's cool. And second one, of course, is BeHaptic, our friends of BeHaptics from the show. Uh, you, you test them out right in Smart Haptics. What do you think about that? Yeah, I love this one because of how simple it is. Um, it, it Honestly, it was just, if you're in virtual reality, this one makes a lot of sense um, if you're a gamer because it's not trying to, it's not doing a whole lot. It has tactile, or not tactile, it has basically haptics in the fingertips. Um, so when you touch objects, you it gives you just a little bit of um, engagement. Uh, it's not distracting. It doesn't like take away from kind of the thing that you're actually focused on like visually or immersively. Um, it's cost effective as well compared to the other um, tech on the market. And that's because it's so simple. Um, but have you tried this one before? Yeah, I mean, it seems to, this is at the end of the day, it's five LRAs on the timber yeah. fingertip, right? Yeah. Uh, a, a Bluetooth controller, a, mm -hmm. a glove, which you actually could make it at home if you would like to, because it's a, it's fun stuff. You know why it's with yellow glove? No, yeah. I was curious. It's yellow glove, because if you make it black, it does not work with this with the um with the lip motion because the lip oh. motion works in ER and okay. if it is black in ER, it doesn't pick it up. So the previous model, it seems to me it was black. I think it was not working with the lip motion, so they made it, they made it yellow. <laughs> I was super curious. That's so funny. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> Whatever. So it's a five LA race and they are micro mm -hmm. Bluetooth microcontroller. It's nice to be haptics because their SDK is pretty clean, the interface yeah. is actually pretty clean. So I'm happy to see this and look forward to see if, if they get traction because they always have problem about gaming in VR. It's always the hand tracking is flickery and I don't see a lot of games with hand tracking now out. I don't know, you game more than in VR. There are, are there a lot of games with hand tracking actually? Yeah, it's starting to shift. Um, okay. You're seeing a lot more games use hand tracking. I think it's, um, so this would make a lot of sense, but it's still considered like a developer product. So right. it's not end consumer focused, which is smart, like, you know, work out the kinks and make sure that it's like as easy to use as possible and as engaging. And they develop content for haptics. So yeah. I think that um, they're in a good good spot to be able to to make this work really well. But yeah, yeah. we're starting to see more, which is cool. It seems cool. It's let's see what's going to happen. Of course, it's not fidelity driven, it's user experience driven, but it's yeah, it seems fun. It's fun. Uh, prop, prop to them to actually uh, get, get it done at the end of the day yeah. because it's it's you know, it's like a concept of uh, Lucas VR, right? And it's a simple yeah. system and you can buy it, works, makes sense. Yeah, don't overcomplicate it, don't make it too expensive. Yeah. yeah. Then more gloves. More gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, the tact glove is the yellow one that we show there. You know, this is the, this is the black one that they show the yellow one to make it work, whatever. And um, uh, then there is the Maestro from uh, um, our friends uh, from Contact CI. Nice one. It's a tendons based system, which is basically they have a, a, a semi-elastic pulling cable going through here and a, a on the on the wrist here, they have the motor system that allows it to uh, to relax, basically block it, and they relax it as a function of the touching system. It's kind of similar to the Sensor Glove, uh, right? The new one, the how is it called? Uh, the new Sensor Glove uh, Nova that it has the cables running. Uh, still tested it at Smart Haptics, clean product, works well. Um, long long development time, I think five years 
And it's nice. I think I met them in 2017 again when we were CS doing the VR touch. They were there doing this one. It's it's it's. I'm, I'm glad to see that it became so much better. And uh, uh, this is cool. And uh, we have uh, then. Did you test it at C as smart haptics, right, Ashley? Um, I did. Um, sorry, one sec. Just going to do that. Yeah, so I tested that as well. Yeah, another, I like that it's also like simple. It wasn't um, like heavy or complicated. Um, it just kind of like fits and it just works really well, like a seamless experience. Cool to hear that a lot of gloves coming up. Then we have a two like more, com more uh, concept one. One is lead skin. Uh, which uh, has, I think, uh, finger tracking into the uh, textile, and they had they use electrostimulation. Seems to be to create uh, haptics uh, in the hands. It's not. It's unclear if it is uh, on the tip of the finger or on the palm. Uh, so electrostimulation is a is a it's a say well known and cheap way to generate the tactile experience on the skin that is, doesn't require any mechanical implementation. So it has a drawbacks, given the fact it's not mechanical, which is a, like is a haptic metaphor. And the small drawback of electrotactile is that uh, it actually also elicit a pain receptor. So you get the mm -hmm. mixture between tactile and pain experience, uh, which uh, it works well in some situation, let's say danger or highly excitable situation, works a bit less well for wellness application when you would be relaxed, you don't want to be treated. But still, it's 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 a concept. I don't know if they would prioritize this. Seems to be it is kind of a concept, but we'll see. And last you had you tested like some uh, electrotactile uh, devices, right? Actually. Do you have any feedback on that technology? I think I don't have a whole lot of feedback. It's definitely one of those things where it's very user specific. Like each person mm -hmm. is so different in how they um, perceive it or how they experience it. And so I've seen for myself, it um, is a, it's like, like I was an okay experience. Um, I have a preference of like less electro, just like my own, um, like, I don't just like my own way of experiencing haptics, but for mm -hmm. other people I've seen like a gambit of like, they couldn't feel anything and then other people who like, you know, were hurt by it. So I think it's, for me, it's just one of those technologies where I feel like I've got to sit back and wait for it to kind of just become a more consumer or like user friendly product where it's a lot more controlled um, mm -hmm. to take out some of those risks and, and issues that it's just like anything electro. Uh, has so that's just yeah my own personal experience. But speaking of electro, is Tesla suited CS? I didn't find them, and we can ch check it out. And because Tesla suit is another one, a big player of electro tactile, they did yeah. the, the vest. Well, Tesla suit there would be needed gloves, a four yeah. feedback glove with electro tactile under it. Uh, I never had a chance to test it. It's uh, pretty much used mostly for training at the military and uh, training at. Uh, uh, for police departments, it's not really a consumer product, but mm, I will be looking forward to test it out. Yeah, same. 
The other one we are missing here, of course, is Haptex. So Haptex yeah. is also at CES. They're showcasing like their new um, industrial gloves that are geared more towards, it's like a lower price point. Yes. It's got like a subscription model, which is cool. And they're doing some like really funky, um, like uh, what's it not? Uh, not Lego, Tetris. Um, they're okay, doing like a really Jenga. fun demo. Jenga, Jenga that's yes, it. Yeah. It was a collaboration <laughs> Jenga. I saw it before on Twitter, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be Jenga collaboration. Fun. No, that's, that, that's fun. We, we, actually, we were there with David to test it. That, again, Smart Optics was fun. We tested everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also cool stuff. And, and it, it looks cool. I mean, the haptics is, is on point. Uh, the question yeah. is, 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 again, a bit more user experience friendly because they have a backpack with the pumps. Have a backbone with pumps, so it's, it's, it's a thing, yeah. Very specific use case, yeah. Last one though, that I like very much is this uh, uh Kickstarter down here on the top left. The uh, bottom left is, I think, a dive how it's called Diver X. Yep, Diver it's X. cool because they are haptic stack, it's actually pretty nice because this squeezes the finger and they have this small cap. They are in Kickstarter right now, so check them out. It seems that this, uh, it seems that these are uh, nice things. And as an optician, I would say. It is cool because it squeezes the tip of the finger with uh, um, an element, a flexible element. So it's compliant. You can actually grab a thing. Um, seems cool. Uh, seems, from my perspective, a right, uh, right, a, a good approach. And um, uh, it seems that it's lightweight and does not require a mechanical system on top of it. It's uh, cable driven, I think, or or uh, I think like polymer driven. I think a cable driven. I don't know yet. And it seems uh, you know cheap enough, probably effective enough because they show the, the nice video where you splice it, the finger is actually quite, you have enough force. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with that. Um, seems slick, you know, it's white and black. It's relatively simple. That's yeah, it. it's definitely giving me like golf glove, like yeah. sports glove vibes. Um, I'm always timid of Kickstarter. We've seen a lot of Kickstarter products um, that are haptics related, and it's it's definitely. A, I don't know what the what the batting average is, but let me I don't let know. me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I I'm still I'm still I'm not sharing. So let me see if we can get there. <laughs> no, we're not. We don't see your we don't see your browser. We don't see it, Eric's. We don't see your browser. <laughs> Uh, you would see you, you would see a razor <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> I wanted to see their um, website if, they, if, can, if we can show the Kickstarter. Let me see this. Yeah, I'm curious um, what they're they're at. So yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's a nice it's a nice thing because it seems this is the the system and you see it here. Ah. and it's pushing like that. And it's probably, this is an electroactive polymer. So it seems that it's pretty nice. Please stop the video here. Oh, ah, it's nice that you were using the gel. <laughs> Full circle. Everybody's using the Every same all the time. <laughs> Damn it, haptics industry. It's always, isn't that? It's always yeah. the same. Let me, let me just, get the haptics. I'm speaking on behalf of yeah, David over here. He's probably raging. That's why he's muted. Fully raging. Then, I mean, this is goes for the gloves, right? I mean, it's incredible how many gloves we have. Yeah. It's, I don't know, but there's six, seven types of gloves. What actually makes me always think about is that there is no APIs. <laughs> it's, it's just what, whatever, it's just me. 
it's it's nice. It's good that there is a hardware because this means that there is a market need, and we'll see how how it evolves from there. Yeah, I don't know if Sense Gloves at CES, but if we missed anyone else, no, no, he's they're not there. The I, I not there. Talk okay. to talk to Heist. Told me we don't see the point to go. It's not our type target market. They are on enterprise applications. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, this is the Actronica vest. Nice to see that uh, it goes in pair with the uh, V-Haptics one, right? The tax suit. It just, I think they just show it there for the first time at CES. It's, uh, it's a nice one. It's 20 actuator, HD haptics, it's wideband, different dimension of actuator. So it's, uh, it's, it's a neat product from my perspective. Yeah, looks really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to play with that for sure. Yep, agreed. I think this closes our, our VR stuff, right? Uh, it's for VR haptics. It seems that quite a lot of effort on hands. I was expecting more vests, frankly, with you. Because it's such vest oh. like this, it's just a more like easy product. You don't need to do a lot of hand tracking based system. It's probably get the market straight away. Uh, so I was expecting more vests. I'm happy to see there is a lot of gloves. It's fine, but you know, whatever. We'll see if someone someone actually does it. Well, the gloves definitely work well with uh, all the different like AR, MR uh, tech that's come out. So I think that's that's kind of a a good overlap. I don't know if they knew that was happening or not, but you know, if there's a bunch of headsets that don't have controllers, and yeah, there's an opportunity. It's like yeah, fair makes enough. sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then we go to the happy trackpad. It's uh, again hot, uh, uh, hot right now with the Dell uh, Latitude. There is the the collab haptics, which is basically just a collab trackpad that you can click things for Zoom, but actually you have a haptic trackpad inside of it, uh, like the you know Apple MacBook Pro. Finally, it's nice to see Windows laptop uh, coming back and I'd open in this tech, which at the end of the day is there because uh, a mechanical failure of normal trackpad uh, is there. So if you squash too much, you break it. With haptics, you can make it rigid. It's clean. And I think Apple at the time was saying that you could make it slimmer. But I don't know. I think it's mostly related to the fact that it, you don't break the, you don't break the, 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 the trackpad. So good to see that it's picking up. And we have also the Fusion Pad from Innovabot with, uh, I think, uh, another company which has been uh, nice to see now about that is starting to design a ship product. And uh, again, it's a reference kit. I think that it's, it's all, that is also um, TDK, uh, TDK with, uh, uh, sorry, Canadian company. The, I don't Boreas? know how they call it. Boreas, yes. Boreas with the trackpad. Mm. So nice to see that there is a, quite some uh, trackpad, uh, haptic trackpad offers. Um, Seems that Windows 11 has haptic API open, so you can actually program them. It's you know, it's uh, again, it's starting to to be maybe useful. As it depends on product designer if they want to implement them in a various application, of course. Yeah, I think we're seeing more and more buzz around this area, but yeah, the the use case and like the value to an end customer, it's like it's not super clear, but I think it's like connecting those two worlds, as you mentioned, is where we're yeah. going to start to see some some fun stuff happen. But it's like build the technology in and then have yeah. people invent cool things. 
I mean, it's, uh, I, remember, I always remember when, uh, when I mean, was Apple user for some times, when I was using Keynote, I mean, it's nice because they use the haptics, just can bump you back a little bit, you know, bump you back, the, 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 the MacBook haptics. And in Keynote, it was a lot used, but when aligning the uh, two objects, it was aligning, there was a bump of haptics, which is cool because it was helping me navigate and understanding without using my visual. And I was, there, there is also PowerPoint that made the same thing in iOS. The difference is that PowerPoint makes you feedback and align things for a lot of things compared to Keynote that is not a lot of things. And at the end of the day, there was so much haptics in the PowerPoint one. It was actually distracting. <laughs> I can imagine actually. It was not Just trying to show a presentation. I was taking no. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a usual good design. <laughs> good design is invisible, right? Yeah, um, yeah, like subtlety, yeah. I mean, it was not enough for me to use Keynote because it's nice product, but it's not PowerPoint. Yeah. But yeah, it was a kind of bad implementation. That's funny. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, right now with you know Windows API, they might be maybe do it a different way. And then this is on you. This is your world, Ashley. Yeah, this is. I love this. So um, this isn't super haptics related necessarily. We don't really know because it's just rolling out. But Sony announced that they're doing. Um, basically they're creating a car in collaboration. Um, and I think what's really interesting is they, they're partnering with Epic Games. It's within this uh, Sony Honda mobility area. And really like for me, the exciting thing is that, you know, as a car turns more autonomous, it becomes people who just are so bad at driving, there's many of them, that they can actually use the car as this um, entertainment center. And I think if Sony jumping into this game at this point tells me that, um, you know, this vision is something that um, automotive makers see, um, that they see a lot of value in, and mm -hmm. that it's going to turn that way. So it's like the vision a lot of people in automotive haptics talk about is, you know, there's the use case of like haptics as a way to communicate things that's happening in the environment, of course, like if you are driving off to the side of the road and you're hitting the, um, the side and it needs to alert you with like haptics in the seat saying, Hey, like, you know, stop driving like an idiot. Um, or there's like something oncoming or someone in your peripheral, you don't want to merge mm -hmm. into it's like, that's one, but in terms of like haptics as an entertainment experience, I'm imagining like the epicness and kind of like value that Sony brings to the the market in terms of haptics mm -hmm. is, you know, top tier, but what could they possibly do in a car that would make it an amazing like movie theater experience, for example, um, once we kind of get to that area of cars. In the current term, it could be something in the backseat for the kids um, or your passenger who, you know, you don't allow to pick music, but they can play mm -hmm. their own kind of their own games. But that's what really excites me about this. I think it's a, a, a kind of a planting of flag um, in the industry of where, which direction things are going. I don't think Sony would do this. Otherwise, of course, they're known for their screens. They're known for a lot of things like TVs. They're known for um, sound. Um, mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, you know, their, their kind of brand um, in the space is anchoring all of those things together with haptics being uh, the heart and like a narrative that is critical to like the, the products that they build. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's fun to see because with the fact that the cars uh, are, they, they are not going to, to drive themselves anytime soon. 
yeah. hopefully God it help. was a big, yeah. big things yeah uh, let's say it was fun uh, everybody was pushing that way and then they realized yeah planes are not driving themselves now that there is no traffic jams and there is no people jumping out the street so how can we even think about that cars will yeah. drive themselves <laughs> whatever but um it, however it's becoming an entertainment center that's for sure and uh due to the fact that it's basically computers on wheel now and the broadband connectivity is necessary for everything related to uh over the air update and all these kind of things it's have a big battery so you have a big screen everywhere so you know why your kids cannot play computer games when they are on the backseat and they can shut up and play <laughs> exactly <laughs> you know, so. it's, it's, it's a thing and uh, it makes a ton of sense it's actually make a ton of sense that entertainment and company that are uh, used to entertain at home that you have seated here you're seated is comfortable yes it's comfortable and you need to spend a lot of time you need to spend a lot of time so it makes sense that there's this convergence of uh, you know home entertainment agnostic electronics with uh, I think that you will see more and more and more this kind of partnership uh, moving forward with the fact that the car is not anymore a complex thing because it's a piece of battery with a bunch of motors and uh, wheels. It's not anymore like an explosion going on in the front. I know that you are a, a car uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm going to keep my Mustang for as long as I can. Okay, yeah, you should explode. <laughs> <laughs> but agree. Yeah, this is definitely the direction that things are heading. And it's like the eventuality we can all see and we know is going to happen. We've seen it in, you know, yeah. it was created in sci-fi and now it's the vision of the future that has to happen in with yeah, the current state of things. Yeah, I mean, it, Europe is like when five years, 10 years, it's forbidden to sell any more gas cars. Yeah. yeah. So it's figure really it out, guys. Turn yeah. it into an epic entertainment center. Sony, let's, <laughs> let's, let's see what you got. Let, let, let's, let's make it happen. And uh, speaking of Sony, there's a PS5. Uh, um, sorry, if the PSVR 2, it's rumored to have haptics integrated in headset. It's fun stuff because that makes three haptics points. Two hands and a head and a high and a head. It's nice to see here because in Razer we had the headphones which is head, which is a thing. Is a thing because you can actually shake the visual, the visual field of the people. It's funny, I was doing experiment at 20 hertz, shake people. You actually see your <laughs> you see your eyes moving. <laughs> That's fun. Actually, That's you get cool. it. You can put people out of out of control, like the old rumble. You know, old Rumble were out of control with the hands. You could do the same thing with the visual field, and you just you just get it moving like that. Changing perception as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This thing is really cool. I'm curious, yeah. like how it's going to be used in games for sure. Like, yeah. there's like a nuance to what you can do for environmentals, of course. And then yeah. the the big thing is for me is like how it could possibly help with people who face like nausea in VR. Um, so that for me might be a huge unlock, especially they announced um, Gran Turismo as one of the games yeah. that they'll be releasing. And that is like a, that's a nauseator maker. Um, my friend Ben Lang was making fun of me for that because he's saying, yeah, you, like, you're going to love this announcement, I mean, but I, you're going to hate I, it at the same time. You know, I can't drive in VR. I just puke after one second. It's just, I, I can't. I it's tried really it in a yeah, it's really, really tough. And it's funny what you said, Ashley, before that. Um, I think there's two use cases I think are super cool with haptics in headsets. The first one is what you said, mitigating um, everything related to motion sickness. And I'm a bit like uh, <laughs> Eric, whenever I'm in like a roller coaster or whatever, it becomes a bit hard when you don't have like a point of picture. And the second is for FPS game. 
um, having the sensation of salivation around the head, for example, can allow you to understand better the threats or the position of, um, I would say, discrete sound. Like uh, footsteps, for example, is a super high important audio um, feedback for pro professional players uh, in FPS games. So being able to, let's say, position it around your head and spatially can help um, give, even if it's microseconds, but that's an edge on your you know, competition. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think that's going to be a significant value add in the gaming space. Um, I think in haptics and controllers, there's a lot of contention of like, oh, it's taking away from like my um, my reaction time. And there's just some folks who just don't want haptics on because of that. But in a headset, like, I think that's oh, where... Reaction time. Are... <laughs> it's only, I get research. It's only <laughs> because it's in the hands. Yeah. And if you put it somewhere else, it actually improves your reaction time. And uh, there is a lot of discussion in some game studios that we are talking to about if it is fair to actually put the haptic track, because if he has haptics, you actually get faster reaction time. And there were some people with uh, uh, Razer uh, Hypersense that were tuning the audio at the special equalization to maximize the response of the Hypersense because it was making them go faster due to the fact that it's stereo, it was actually making them react faster. And uh, that is a thing that I think is unexploited. I, it's, it's something that there's a few research coming out from a neuroscientist that they do multisensory um, integration. Uh, it's a it, you go faster, that's measured, but it's not a one plus one. Uh, actually one plus one equal three, that uh, you get uh, improved performances if you use haptics and sound together. Uh, like it's not linear, you would expect it's actually you, the gain is much higher. So there is, I think, something there for competitive games uh, to build a haptic system to to react faster. I think exactly. it's not it's not the things that it's it, it's feasible. Let's say it That's yeah. It's it's like it's levering leveraging technology in a way that gives you an um, a leg up, and that's like not something new. And I think professional gamers have like very specific requirements at which they need to play to like mm. thwart those kind of things. But for other people, it's like you buy the best DPI so that you know you have the most control, or you yeah. you, know, you can buy like a headset so you can feel this. So I think it's just like you do what you can to to win. Um, yeah. But I think I this is ties, ties well with the automotive that you were saying before. Uh, having up the cues actually might help for security because you're not overloading your visual, your visual field. Due to the fact that autonomous vehicle is not going to happen, or at least not tomorrow. And it might be a thing to, to check out. I mean, if you can read other things, you can. And it's nice because we discussed about that with Rangini and and. Uh, uh, at the time about, you know, a sensory overload, the fact if there is uh, some language that the automotive people will come up with that is always the same of every automotive, we have their own haptic language and yeah, it's a bit a huge uh, difficulty to change because people will change brand and not feel anymore the same thing. So they get confused. So that's, uh, you know, some, some, uh, some discussion, but I, I, it's, it's, I think it's an interesting research field. I don't think it's yet ready for business, but I mean, student haptic students, this is something that makes sense. Uh, yeah, this second one for from PlayStation. It's uh, yeah. 
Sony's is just dropping the dropping the tech, um, which is awesome. So this one is also in the speculation territory for haptics, but just adding it because it's um, an opportunity for really interesting haptics. It's called Project Leonardo, and it's an accessibility controller. So really, what um, they've done is just create a controller that's adaptable, um, so people with, that have accessibility requirements um, can game as well. Because that particular um, PlayStation form factor, the controller they have, isn't perfect for everyone. Um, if you're one-handed or you can't use your hand one hand or you um, have only use of certain um, fingers it's like it's just it's not a perfect solution for everyone and they know this and so they've recognized it and they want to um, uh, bring on this device uh, looks really interesting I definitely want to check it out and test it out and I am curious if it has haptics I really hope it does because that huge? seems like yeah right it's it's pretty amazing have you seen it um, and you have you heard anything so I've heard about the one that Xbox came up with, which helped so many lives. And I think that this is needed in every single aspect of technology, not just console gaming, but it's great to see that Sony is finally joining the game and proposing something accessible for everyone. I think this is gonna help so many people. And on top of that, hopefully it's not just connectable to let's say their console, but also to PCs so that people can use it on other devices because I think this is what Xbox is aiming at. Uh, with their old accessible controller. Um, this form factor is a bit different from the Xbox One, but it's interesting because I think that the circular aspect um, may actually um, bring some novel additions that the Xbox doesn't have. So I'm interested to see how people use it. Also, it's always interesting just to put it out and see how people you know, find new ways to, to use it that are not necessarily intended by the constructor. Um, on top of that, like you said, I wonder if it had haptics. That would be interesting to see. Mm, we'll see. I mean, it, I don't see why it should have haptics because it's uh, an old school grounded controller. But maybe it's, everything is shaking. I don't know because if it if that shakes, everything shakes, right? And rattles on the table. But I mean, maybe it's a, it's a concept, and they they are not seeing it uh, as a product. Hopefully, they make it a product. And you know, no idea. No idea. No idea. Okay, so that's fun. Thanks, Ashley, for the random. Uh, okay, this was the Sony Honda car. It looks cool, by however. It looks yeah, Sony Honda. Cool. Looks pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it looks all right. Yeah. They're definitely yeah. a challenging Tesla. It's got like similar kind of vibe. Yeah. Everyone's going streamline. Looks like it's kind of like a solid panel, which is interesting. Terrible if you get into an accident. It's cost not cost effective at all, but ideally it. it it has sensors and things and you can be as uh, cautious driving as possible, but yeah, overall kind of cool. And then we get into the controller field. Um, you know, I, I was expecting thanks to the dual sense that uh, quite a lot of company came up with a nice controller this from uh, Dell, Alienware. Um, nice, cool stuff has a seal tech trigger inside and it's adaptive trigger. It's like a resistive force feedback on the trigger itself. I think at least at the, since I tried it. And it's nice because um, it has much higher uh, density of, of sensation than the dual sense. Dual sense is a servo motor, right? This is a magnetoreologic. So you actually, it gets really, really refined and it, it's really high, high quality texture feedback. And I think they, they were. In the demo, they were showing some different weapons resistance with the gasket and the grillet. 
a challenge is always the same is gaming integration and the standardization of these these, uh, these systems here. And that's, I think, a, a really cool. I don't know if it's HD haptics or not, because they don't actually say that. They say it's uh, advanced rumble. I don't know what does that mean. Uh, or wideband haptics. They didn't mention in that. So they didn't use a PlayStation wording. So it might be LRAs, might be not voice calls. I don't know. And they say that they have a, a trackpad haptics on Android trackpad. So it might have maybe a, a you know a single actuators under it that gives some feedback when you click something. And it's it's concept. They said that they will not never bring it anytime soon on the market. Nice things about this is that on the Alienware face, it's a fingerprint recognition and uses as a login for your um, for your account in the different uh, in the different Xbox services. Things that's not a bad idea. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. it's actually quite cool because it, it cannot get stolen. Okay, you cannot get your friends use it, but it cannot get stolen, and it 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 it's, it just it makes sense user experience. You put your finger, you're in. Yeah, like who even in VR, like in controllers, like just typing in anything is such a pain in the ass. So that's really good to see. If I just have to add my fingerprint, I love it. I'm in. I like the really uh, the lighting of this one. I don't know. Um, just it's very nuanced, but yeah, very interesting. Interesting that they don't use the typical like HD wideband um, language. Maybe it's that... not. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not. I think the big, big selling of this one is the W trigger, which is force feedback. And I don't know if they, and they was busy using the concept for user experience of the games. It was not a pure haptics concept. It's more like a global inspiration for uh, for user experience, but they said they will never do it, and I'm sad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's 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 yeah, it's always the same problem with console, and it's really harder to innovate because we need to wait that the console actually supports that. It's not like PC that you can you know you yeah. can build stuff. Yeah, so true. And then we have uh, last one. I think the one's already fun now is the. Nice one is come from a, a OnePlus uh, OnePlus 11, which is the 11 iteration of the OnePlus brand. Nice story, this brand. They started as a flagship that really low price, I think 11 years ago. And they are right now one of the best seller phone you can buy. And it's in partnership with AAC. Uh, they had a custom designed uh, haptic driver, linear haptic driver. It reminds me quite a lot of the... Um, of the uh, Taptic engine from uh, Apple. And in the article, they were mentioning that you can mix a two haptics effect. If that is true, it's the first uh, in, in a phone, at least in a phone with the system integration, um, which is uh, not bad. It's good to see that it goes in the right direction. They, meant, they, they mentioned application for party and games would use this. As usual, it's an SDK integration problem. and. Again, if it's only for this phone, it would be even more challenging. But still, it's nice to see that there is a push from uh, OEMs manufacturer on to uh, creating better haptics for uh, Android phones, which is a well-known problem in the ecosystem where Android the haptics, it's, uh, it's complex or at least it's fragmented and APIs are not there. So it's really harder to, to get something out of the door that makes sense. Um, yeah, this is, I think you have some uh, final remarks, Ashley, something that uh, you would like to mention. 
<laughs> like a man you're giggling. <laughs> I want the spider remote from Ashley. Let's go. Sorry, 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 man. The fact that you didn't switch on the camera makes me, I don't know if you're there or not, you know. I'm not hovering. Uh, I'm, I'm spatial man you today. I'm just in your head. I love it. Yes. Um, great to have you in any form, Manuel, always. Um, I think uh, just final thoughts are, it's great to see haptics be a um, emphasis of CES. I think with a lot of the um, CES branding and like content that came out originally from them directly, like there was kind of no mention um, in the use of either app, like looking up haptic stuff is nearly impossible. This isn't a, a slag off of CS. I'm just saying as a, um, someone who's an interest in the area, trying to engage, um, that's kind of like one of those things I'd, I'd love to see as like a do better of just making it easier to find these types of topics. Cause there's obviously like a lot of companies in the haptics at CES. Um, so if, if I search your app and I don't see any, when I search haptics, like help me help you help me. Um, but overall, like this makes me so happy and so excited that, um, that there's just so many people interested, so many people pushing forward, especially in industries where um, the um, financial upside is still kind of in question um, in the AR, VR space, MR space. And we're seeing like aggressive pushes by companies like Canon, who's releasing that their version of a headset, MR headset. And so I think that says a lot for um, what people are um, working towards. They still see a future in these areas and all of these different industries, automotive, XR, um, household, um, just consumer technologies all have a need and um, a value with haptics. So I think I'd love to see more haptics involved just publicly, make it more accessible um, and um, that I just want to encourage anyone who's in the space. Um, if you, you know, this is like a good outlet for communicating about products you're working on, or like concepts, ideas, thoughts you're working on. So to, to reach out and we definitely want to like share what you're doing because it's what you're doing is important. Um, and it's, we know it's not easy, but yeah. There's, that's, something, that's, there's yeah. something you said that I think is very key here, which is we are seeing multimodalities appearing more and more in technology and in different form factors and in different industries. But haptics has always remained, you know, an optional uh, thought, like accessibility. And that's why, you know, you had five versions of PlayStation before seeing the first ever accessible controller. That's because it's always a second thought. But because consumers are seeing the value and because those multimodalities are becoming more and more important, maybe also because, you know, in extended reality, you have to think of multimodalities a bit more. I think that the rise of, you know, the rise of XR, AR, and MR are forcing companies to explore more the subjects. And so it's beneficial to everyone as those companies are seeing the value. I think that what you said, Ashley, is super important about the fact that it has to also be something that can be pushed forward. I would love to see more company using the term haptics and not just hiding it behind, you know, abstract words or like uh, vibrations and things like that so that we always can search for the word or find ways to have the hashtags, you know, in any news related to that. So hopefully we'll see more of this. Hopefully we'll be able to have the, the people working behind that um, also coming out and telling that they're actually working on these things and not being hidden. Um, and I think another thing that I find very interesting here is the fact that at CES this year, Excel was really, really kind of the focus and a lot of AI as well. So I wish we would see something related to AI and haptics. Um, that's something that I'm personally looking forward to see. Yeah, I do agree. 
uh, I think discussed about the last last I think the last last no it was in the spicy questions side uh, also with a uh, little bit with uh, Oliver Schneider it's related to the fact that I mean we don't have a reference tagging things so it's really hard to make AI and analytics and I think I also goes back to what Ashley is saying is unclear the economic value so that also I think contributes to understand if if I am a, a scarce resource which like any AI engineer is, should I put my effort into haptics uh, beside visual and sound where there is so much existing market actually to, to, to get an easier, easier library. So I do, I, I do get it, Manuel. I think AI for haptics will come from haptics company as a way, as a way for them to scale the adoption of their product more than from you know, stable diffusion and other things that are more like AI company. I think well, good. Most, and I yeah. and I hope to see that soon because you're right, there is value in this and that will help everyone, not just the industry, but consumers as well. Yep. I think uh, we made round. Happy that was such a good one. I yeah. really love those CS reviews. We should do that every year. <laughs> uh, we are. <laughs> we are, we are. Uh, last year was the first year, right? Yeah, that's our second in a row. But what yeah. I mean is now that it's the second, it's a staple. It has to yeah, be. Yeah, it's a staple. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a yearly appointment. Cool. So, Ashley, would like to close? Yeah, let's close it out. Um, we we didn't really have a Q&A this time. We just kind of jammed, which is awesome. But I think that's a kind of important part of us just sharing our thoughts um, and, um, and just like... Ideally, we're here to like spur even your own ideas in the industry to like get you to think about um, haptics in a different way um, to get you excited about just like all the different things that people are working on and the possibilities, because um, that really is what haptics is all about is possibilities. So thank you so much for just taking the time to join us, to um, engage in some of the cool stuff happening at CS. We'll continue to tweet. Um, we'll create a thread of all the interesting things that we find. So you can kind of stay tuned there. Haptic Club is our Twitter handle. And of course, um, we we have got our sponsor to thank, um, Haptics Industry Forum, haptics.org, um, is a supporter of us. They sponsored our Haptics Club this year, and we're grateful for that. Um, definitely check out their website. If you're a company that's interested in haptics, working in haptics, um, has uh, is in gaming, automotive, all the different kinds of spaces, you really should join and uh, make sure that your input is included um, in the conversations where there are standards being created. And of course, to everyone listening, this has been a fantastic year and we really wouldn't be here without you, you taking the time to um, listen, to share your thoughts. Um, we've gotten so many, such great feedback from people about um, the folks we have as guests, the topics we cover, ideas for next year. And, and oh, I can't even tell you right now because we can't, we can't release it yet. But the guests we have next year are ridiculous. It's going to be amazing. So you're going to want to stay tuned. Until then, hapticsclub.com is where you can check out the updates as they happen. We're on Spotify, of course. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're really everywhere. We're at this point, we're everywhere. So next time, check us out. We'll have an epic guest for you. But thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and on behalf of the entire Haptics crew, we, we, we appreciate you. Hearts out to you. And happy new year. Yeah, happy, happy new year. year.